This is episode 249 of the AWS podcast, released on June 17th, 2018. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Leisha here. Great to have you back. I'm joined by a special guest all the way from Washington, D.C. I'm joined by Chris Checo, who's a business development manager at AWS for machine learning. Welcome, Chris. Thank you. Good to have you here. Now, we are talking about a big topic, uh, which is you know, machine learning and AI and how it fits, all that all that cool stuff. Uh, so, But what we're going to do is we're going to define some terms and then get to the nitty-gritty. So maybe, Chris, do you want to start with what is AI and how does it differ from ML and DL? Sure. Artificial intelligence, uh, machine learning, and deep learning um, are all related. Artificial intelligence is really the top layer um, that defines um, basically taking um, what humans do uh, and automating it through business rules or um, statistical analysis or things of that nature. Machine learning is a subset of artificial intelligence that uses um, statistical and mathematical models um, on top of uh, typically textual information. So using things like linear regression and neural nets and things of that nature uh, to predict outcomes. Um, also, of course, to automate uh, decisioning and things of that nature. And then um, as a subset of machine learning is deep learning, um, which effectively uses the same types of technologies like convolutional neural networks and, and other types of um, statistical and mathematical algorithms. Um, but instead of on textual data, it does so um, on unstructured data like um, images, videos, and audio files. Okay, so different tools, different domains, uh, different cool levels to names as well. Uh, one of the things that I find with artificial intelligence and machine learning and deep learning at the moment is often I'll go and speak to customers and they'll say, I want to do AI or I want to do ML. And I kind of have to gently say that's the wrong question. <laughs> um, that's not what you want to do. Uh, you want to solve a problem and some problems benefit from the use of AI ML. So maybe – Let's talk to that. What what do you see the fit being for this technology to business problems that companies face? Sure. Um, we know when businesses think about how to apply artificial intelligence and machine learning, um, there are really three domains in which they can apply it. Um, the the first, and this is the most common, and typically the kind of the low hanging fruit is in automation, um, and that is right taking an existing process, um, identify what's being done to today in uh, a manual manual way, you know, via humans, um, and then identifying how machine learning can take um, data and those processes and automate them. Um, so you can think of something very simple like spam filtering, um, right? Your spam filters have machine learning built in. Um, in the old days, they would create business rules to uh, right, to, to manage that spam. Um, now it's all automated behind the scenes, right? But very, very simple example. Um, but you can take that, you know, up several layers to say, how do we detect fraud? Um, and again, if you look at how people used to detect fraud, uh, it was, you know, investigators and auditors um, actually looking at, um, you know, manual files and data uh, and trying to identify trends and, and bad behavior. Um, and now machine learning is used to right, automate that process. Um, and so really, it's the case of a, a business problem existing and a technology augmenting the solution to that rather than starting with the technology. That's exactly correct. Um, starting with the business use case um, and sometimes defining a new business use case uh, is typically the best way to, um, to to start. 
So let's use Amazon as an example. What does Amazon do with AI and ML? Uh, Amazon uses AI and ML in several different ways, and, and including deep learning. Um, so just as a few examples, um, for those who have used Amazon.com, uh, the recommendations that you see at the bottom of the page um, are all driven by machine learning. Um, you can go to uh, the fulfillment centers, and there are robots that use deep learning um, to um, basically move uh, materials around in the warehouse. Uh, Amazon Prime Air um, includes machine learning and deep learning in their drones, um, as well as Amazon Go, uh, which is a new uh, kind of frictionless um, uh, store, a retail store, uh, where we can go buy groceries and, and things of that nature, um, also uses a combination of machine learning deep and deep learning. Um, and, and finally, for anybody who has an Echo, uh, Amazon Alexa um, is a, uh, a machine learning and deep learning um, powered device. Okay, so lots of places where the technology is injected into things, but it's a means to an end, not the actual end itself. That's correct. It is uh, specifically a means to an end. So it's an enriching um, you know, what's what's been developed and the functionality that's So we're going to talk yeah. about how how customers can get going, but there's kind of a, I guess, a speed bump or a requirement that's that's there first is, you know, c- customers need quite a lot of data first before they can get the most out of these technologies. What, what do you normally see as precursors to being able to effectively use these technologies? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And, um, you know, I think there's, there's some misnomer about uh, the type of data and the quantity and quality of data that's required for machine learning. Um, and a lot of people confuse business intelligence and analytics with, uh, with machine learning, whereby if you're doing something like business intelligence and you need to, you know, understand, you know, building, say, a financial report, you need that financial data in order to build the financial report, right? It's a, it's a binary. You either have it or you don't. When it comes to machine learning, um, the, the nice thing is uh, data does not have to um, be exactly what you'd expect. Um, if you're you know, trying to detect fraud, you need to have cases where there's, um, you know, uh, where there's fraud or no fraud, um, but having all of the data is not a requirement. Um, the second thing that's actually very nice about, uh, about machine learning in, in this sense is you don't need all of the data. Um, so the um, machine learning will use the data that's available to it uh, to, to do the best job in predicting. And as you add more data, those predictions get better. Um, but you, you know, don't need to um, start with all of the data and spend months or years going through, um, through that data gathering process. Um, and, and the last piece is the quality of the data doesn't have to be perfect. Um, machine learning actually does a good job as, as long as the data is, I'll say, you know, consistently bad um, in, in, a, in a sense. Uh, it, can, it can actually adapt to the, those consistent uh, you know, um, issues. Uh, so, for instance, if it, it um, you know, shows a territory uh, or state spelled uh, three different ways, um, you know, for business intelligence, you need to cleanse all of that. For machine learning, the machine learning can actually adapt to that. Uh, and understand basically that yeah, uh, so those three things are the same. Yeah, the, the variability is a feature rather than a problem. Hey, precisely, precisely. And the the absence of data in many cases, it's data data in and of itself, and and can actually generate insights uh, for machine learning. So very very different in how Absolutely. it uh, leverages so, data. Yeah, it's a totally different perspective. One thing I see customers doing over and over successfully as a precursor to this is getting as much data to support their use case into S3 uh, so that they can then draw upon it using whatever tooling they need to use. So maybe let's um, bridge across and talk about 
what are some of the capabilities available to AWS customers today uh, in the AI and ML space? Sure. Um, generally, there are three layers of, uh, of machine learning available today. Um, and I'll, I'll start with one's called the application services, uh, which is what we call our top layer, our platform services, which are our middle layer, and then our frameworks and interfaces, which is our uh, low layer, lowest layer. Um, the application services are basically uh, API-driven machine learning and deep learning algorithms, uh, which basically pre-built algorithms to help you do things like um, uh, categorize uh, photos and, and videos. Um, or uh, convert text to speech or speech to text and things of that nature. Um, that's a, it's a very uh, easy layer to use and very scalable uh, and very accessible to, to the masses. Um, the second layer, which I mentioned is platform services, is our fully managed layer. So that is really uh, a layer for data scientists to use to build robust algorithms, um, but not worry about uh, managing infrastructure um, or, or having to administer anything. So it auto scales, um, uh, you know, it provides one click deployment and things of that nature uh, in that layer. So again, easy to use from a data science perspective, very scalable um, uh, and, and really meant for, uh, for both kind of a combination of robustness and, and ease of use. And then the bottom layer, what we call our frameworks and interfaces, um, is also for data scientists. And uh, unlike the platforms, it's a self-managed um, service. So the, the data scientists and the administrators um, actually go through and um, configure and monitor and maintain uh, the, the capabilities and, and um, uh, nuances of that, uh, of that environment. Uh, but it provides huge amounts of scalability um, and, and very fine tuning in the process, and enables really um, uh, the ability to, to create your own algorithms effectively. Yeah, so you can go from the kind of the most abstracted, off the rack type solutions all the way through to the most uh, ultimately customizable, self crafted solution. That that's exactly right. And and the beauty of the three layers is that they're actually meant to interact with one another. So for instance, you can build something on the frameworks and interfaces layer and deploy that through the platform services layer. Um, so they're they're not meant to be used necessarily only independently, but um, as a as a package. So how does a company get started with AI and ML at AWS? Once they've decided they've got a business problem they want to solve, what do they do next? Well, we have a, a few um, options. We have something called the Machine Learning Solutions Lab, or ML Labs, uh, as we call them, um, that can help with brainstorming ideas. So if uh, you know uh, one of our customers is uh, unsure where to get started exactly, uh, the ML Solutions Lab can help identify those business use cases with them, um, conduct POCs, uh, perform uh, hackathons uh, with their developers and data scientists, uh, or um, you know, get get some value in some other way out of the machine learning. Um, so that's uh, that's one easy way for uh, folks to get started, our customers to get started uh, with machine learning. Um, the other way is simply to dive in. Um, for every one of the, the layers that I mentioned, uh, there is self-training out there. Um, there are uh, sample um, uh, workspaces where you can actually pick up um, actual code uh, for instance, in Python um, and Jupyter Notebooks, um, and and use those as a baseline to start uh, solving some some business problems. So we've tried to make it as easy yeah, as so possible. There's many ways, yeah, many ways to step in, and often 
understanding what's possible is just by by doing some stuff and saying, oh, I can generate voices or I can translate text or I can identify regression, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Try to make it as easy as possible. Fantastic. Well, Chris, thanks so much for coming on and uh, demystifying a little bit of that. And, and I think uh, the big takeaway for our listeners would be start with a business problem first and then, if suitable, <laughs> apply AI and ML appropriately. <laughs> That's a very succinct and accurate way of stating that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good time to be alive. Awesome. Thanks again, Chris. Great. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We do love to get your feedback at AWS Podcast at Amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.